This is media writer Joe Garofoli, and you are listening to a San Francisco Chronicle podcast. Greetings and welcome to episode 42 of Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast. Uh, 42, Ronnie Lott. Yes, and like him, you are missing part of your finger today, but you're still doing the podcast. <laughs> we do anything to make the podcast, except for skipping a week. Hey, uh, way to screw up the flow by uh, having to be busy, busy last week, I couldn't do it. Question boy, Joe Garofoli. Yeah, well, you know, the news comes first. What news? I forget what it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, just, I was behind, basically. Yeah, you were behind. I can't do, I can't do it. So we didn't do it last week because, uh, because of Joe, and Joe blew it. And can I just say... Uh, not to, uh, uh, you know, we sometimes uh, we we lie about the atmospherics of the pa- of the pod cave, but it is hot. Yes, thank God I have my mesh shorty robe on today. <laughs> Man, this is what are you wearing there? That's, I, I'm this this is you know this is uh, mine. It has wicking properties because you want you don't want to have any you know ball sack sweat. <laughs> and you were speaking of Jacques ball sack, of course. <laughs> The French philosopher Jacques yes. Balzac. Jacques Balzac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Manny. Manny's going to have to find out if that can be edited or not, or if yes. it needs to be edited. Who knows? No. The, and once they start editing French philosophers out of the podcast, <laughs> what's next? What's next? Slippery slope. I'm wearing the microclimb, microclimb uh, uh, shorty robe. Kind I'm, of a Adidas number. Yeah, I noticed you're going with a logo today. I got that, a logo. Are you getting any endorsement money from that? <laughs> Yeah, because this uh, there's so much endorsement money coming to me through these podcasts and, and such. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, you know what? We, and this is we joke about this today. It's true. We have too much mail. Too much mail. Too many calls. Too much. Yeah, people, ease off. <laughs> no, don't like, don't ease let off. up a little bit. You're just like, well, stop harassing us. That's <laughs> so demanding. Oh, what about the show? What about, hey, what are we? Like, what are we doing, a podcast? We're supposed to answer questions or something? <laughs> I think we are. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, too much mail, but we're going to get to it. Uh, but first, we got to talk about the passing of the possibly the greatest drama that has ever been on television. The it's, a, it's a sad day on television. It really is. It really is. And did you, are you, I, I won't spoil anything no, for I you. No, I saw it. I watched it, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and we won't spoil anything. We're not spoilers. But it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, I'll tell I'll give you my take on it, uh, of course, you can find that at the. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not called TGTV anymore. It's. It's. What uh, is it called? It's just called Tim Goodman. Uh, I'm going in the third person. In fact, I'm going to do this whole podcast. Tim Goodman is going to do this whole podcast in the third person. Uh, TimGoodman.blogspot.com. Does this mean you will answer any more questions in the third person? <laughs> no, will, I just will. Tim Goodman. Tim Goodman answer? will not answer. TG. Uh, no, so I, I did a big recap over there, and I'll, I'll have a link to it up on the Bastard Machine today. Uh, well, all week you can go to the Bastard Machine and get links over to the wire. People will be talking about it for ages. Here's my, here's what I say. It went out great, just like it came in. And unlike the Sopranos, you know, you could you could argue like maybe it gave away too much or what didn't. Um, I think it 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 really rewarded the viewer. It it wrapped up. It gave you all a lot of characters. Um, what's going to happen to them? What what's in the future? Uh, a lot of storylines uh, got wrapped up. Whereas the Sopranos kind of just went you know fade to black and that was it. And, you know, some people don't like that where you kind of answer everything. But this, you know, my feeling is like the wire is hard enough. And we put five seasons in of paying attention to this dense novelistic thing. Thank you for paying back, David Simon. Thank you for paying back the loyal viewers by 
you know, giving us a tidy send-off with all the players. Yeah, it was as tidy as The Wire gets, and it was, if you like The Wire without any spoilers, you will, I, I think you will like the ending. As, exactly. it, as it's in the same spirit of it, there's, you know, not, no easy answers, no, you know, no hugs and everything. Right. There, was, there was a couple scenes that were, like, very... Um, a couple people yeah, got a out. Little mel- melan- melancholic, if you will. Yeah, a couple people yeah. got out um, with, I guess, you know, some happiness. It's yeah. not a happy show. Yeah. I th- what I think I liked about wrapping it up was it wasn't like, you know, all of a sudden you, you know, you have a, a God, is the heater blowing on in here? I, I just, I'm like, I, I'm going to be, it's going to be like a stew in here. I'm, I'm going to go nude. I'm oh, taking it wow. off. Wow. Don't do that. No, right? please, no, please don't. don't. Do that. I, I might have to do this blindfolded. <laughs> Yeah, I've been hitting the gym. I've been working out a little bit. Really? You're looking good. Yeah, or as uh, Sherry from the Vale says, are you working out? <laughs> I love that. Yes, Sherry, I am working out. You know what? The, I, I, here's what I like about the wrap-up, is that it told you what people, what happened to the characters, but what happened to them wasn't exactly like positive. So it wasn't like, oh, they went off and they got married and everybody lived happily ever after. It was like, yeah, this guy's doing drugs, or this guy's killed, or whatever. You just found out a lot about a lot of characters. It just Maybe it didn't... It maybe wasn't something you really were hoping for, but you right. found the answer. And it's it shows, you know, unlike some shows when they when they go off the air, it's almost like the world ends then. But this shows life goes on. Life goes on. As, it as, is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. Not much changes. The machine is broken. Yeah. Institutional paralysis, institutional failure, hopes and dreams squashed in the great American city. Yes. And as uh, as journalists, I think both you and I, I don't want, oh. I don't want to spoil anything, but... Yeah. That was a tough scene, yeah. a wrap-up scene there with, uh, with Scotty Templeton. Uh, yeah. Brutal. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Or as Omar said, oh, Templeton got the go. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, we're done with that. Uh, any more thoughts on The Wire? I mean, it was... Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll probably watch it again tonight. No question. I was a little weepy last night. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, you know what? I, it was one of those few times when... Um, I finished watching it and I thought, well, there's nothing else to say. I mean, it, it just it came in, it went out as great as it came in. It was perfect. There was nothing to. And Simon got a little. Um, it, it was a little bit of a. I know he's taking heat in Baltimore for you know. Oh my God, you're just showing the West Side and all those, the worst parts of it. There was some scenes there in the middle wrapped in with a little bit of a Valentine to Baltimore. Oh yeah, you know I thought so too. And uh, some some beautiful uh, shots of Baltimore that we've never seen never in five seen. years. Mm-hmm. Granted, they were very quick and they would last about thirty five seconds, but. But it was cool to see that. Too. It was a postcard to it. Yeah, it was a postcard to uh, Baltimore in many ways. And uh, I think that he, he uh, I think he's even said that even though uh, the show is bleak and it paints Baltimore as dysfunctional on so many fronts, from the port to the mayor's office to the cops and the papers, uh, that he still he lives there. Right, guy still lives there. He loves it. So and it can, and it's not just Baltimore. It's any city USA, as you, you've said and he's said many times. Right, exactly. And uh, oh, man, I am. I'm it baking. is roasting in it here. It is just yeah. God. I see I see, <laughs> I see sweat dripping <laughs> dripping down your thigh right now. <laughs> you very, notice the gardening though? It's oh very very then, uh, trim. I, I, Good work. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, you come it's around springtime. Yeah. It's very Euro. It's, it's Euro springtime for Hitler if you notice the <laughs> patterns down there. Oh beautiful. All right, well let's get to some questions, question boy. Let's do it. This is from Dave in Redwood City, or as he says, Dave. From the wood. <laughs> Is it the wood? Yeah, Redwood City. The wood. Be, yeah, Wood City. Tell know. your bosses to stop worrying about driving site traffic, and let's get back to that 45-minute high-quality podcast. 
People, yeah. Is that ours? Uh, not ours. These must be mistaken us for saying. We got the 45 minutes right, but not the high quality part. Also, y'all hit on the line of demarcation for a kitten versus cougar last week. I've got to disagree with the TV demographic answer. I think it's in the eye. What well, we said, uh, what it was? Uh, you said 18, 18 to 34. 18 to 34. You was cougar. Kitten. Or 18 to 49, I think is what we said. Kitten. No, I think it was Oh, 18 30, to 34 for kitten. kitten right. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, Dave from the Woods says, I think it's in the eye or rather the age of the beholder. Your 18 to 20-year-old is likely to see anyone over 30 as a cougar. True. Your 50-year-old might say cougardom starts around 40. There's probably some algorithm in play here, but I suspect your disdain for all things technical <laughs> means you'll not spend much time figuring it out. That's true. We don't do math here. No. You know what? Math does not make good podcasts. We, we play it as it comes. Yes, without any numbers. You know what? It's like it's like uh, what are the, the Supreme Court justices and they talked about porn? You just they know it when they see it. And for us with cougars, yes. If you're still getting it done, you're still getting it done, and we appreciate the effort. It's like fine art, in many ways. In many ways. P.S. from Dave in the Wood. Yes, I realize there is no question. <laughs> I was going to ask one, but then I thought, what's the point? Exactly. That's thank you for I... the spirit of the podcast. Finally. A guy knows that, you know, what's the point? He sends a question in, and we're not going to answer it anyway. We're lucky we didn't pronounce his name right, or we just mock where he's from, or it's George D. We mock his call. I'm surprised we even get people. So thank you for yes, from the you. wood. This is from uh, Katie in Berkeley, but proud to be from Oakland, she says. Oh, good. Representing I, thank, us yeah. uh, here in, in, in Oaktown, two yep. Oaktown guys here. Mm-hmm. Um, Dear Tim and the Woodshed Boys. Oh, yeah. Remember, we were going out in the woodshed last week, uh-huh, or two weeks ago. I want to thank you for your review of Breaking Bad, because I love the show, and, and so far as I can see, it's taking its time, place among my all-time favorite dramas, right up there with The Sopranos, Six Feet Under, and Big Love. Wow. It was your line about watching a desperate dying man cook drugs in his underwear while wearing a gas mask that initially got me interested <laughs> in the show. Thank you. So thanks again. Yeah. What, saying something about Katie in Berkeley. Uh, I'm a fan of weeds, but in the, era, but in the arena of suburban ter, suburbans turned drug lords, I much prefer Breaking Bad. I know weeds is a comedy, and I really like Mary Louise Parker, but it seems to be more about shock value, and I am more drawn to the humanity and heart of Breaking Bad. Yes. Last Sunday's episode made me cry, but I'm very emotional, and cry easily too, Tim, at commercials, <laughs> and even The Simpsons once. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what episode was that? I don't know. Crying at the Simpsons. I thought I was bad. I find that I really care about these Breaking Bad characters, and it's so realistic. The writing, the acting are fantastic, and I am especially blown away by Brian Cranston. Yes. He is unbelievably good. However, you keep saying it's the best show no one is watching, and I'm worried that it will be canceled. I'm also concerned that maybe the show won't have enough storylines to keep going. After the first few, it seemed like Walter had enough cooking meth. What with the bathtub incident, the guy in the basement, the broken plate, etc. Then again, last week's episode made me feel better about the longevity of the show because now he is back to Breaking Bad. I would love to hear your opinion, Tim. Do you think the show has enough potential plot lines to keep going? Also, do you know if the writers typically know in a show where, my, where a show might end up a few seasons down the line? Or are they just go writing as, along, writing as they go along, crossing that bridge when they come to it? I guess ideally they would, but it's probably different all the time. Thank you so much for reading this, for your insightful columns, and keep, for keeping me entertained for a whole year of funny and informative podcast. Well, keep it up! <laughs> Sincerely, Katie in Berkeley. Oh, and she oh, adds a PS. A PS, okay. My boyfriend and I joked that if Breaking Bad were an 80s TV show, it would be some cheesy Save by the 
uh, have some cheesy Say by the Bell sounding theme song that ends in, he's breaking bad. Question, boy, feel free to interpret the tune however you wish. <laughs> and you did. Oh, yeah. You did a wonderful job of, uh, of uh, interpreting he's breaking bad. The, uh, that was, a, my God, that was an epic question. Yeah, that was question. like a, In fact, we've got to close now. It's, uh, we're going to go to our second part of this I thought podcast. that was Ken Burns in Berkeley <laughs> writing that question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It wasn't Katie. It was Ken Burns in Berkeley. Uh, I would get to the gist of her matter was that, uh, yes, I think the, the, I, they haven't renewed it yet. I think AMC will renew it, even though I think they're probably losing money on it. Because they have to, because Mad Men and Breaking Bad have put AMC on the map. They've restructured the brand. They've rebranded AMC. And so it's just great money. You've got to do it. They've got great ink. It's so hard to launch any kind of scripted series. This one's got a lot of attention. I think there's plenty of stories to tell. I wouldn't rule out, uh, I wouldn't rule, rule, out, rule out Waltz <clears throat> you know, not dying as quickly as we thought. And I don't think that in a fake way, like, oh, now that we're doing real well, uh, critically, the numbers still aren't that great. Um, let's like not have him be dying of cancer. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that he's still going to be sick, but you know, you can drag that out a little bit longer. So uh, I think there's a lot of hope for Breaking Bad. The next one comes from across the pond. Across the pond. And who's Matthew oh. from London. Oh, Matthew. Uh, Matthew from London. People might remember. Um, uh, Benny particularly might remember this because, or maybe he'll forget for a month. Uh, <laughs> this is Matthew who, like, who, you know, crafted a, a beautiful email or whatever. He had music to it. He put it on the phone line. And uh, Benny promptly forgot it for yeah. a month. It, it's the highest, even higher production values than this podcast. Oh, my God. Not it, saying was, much, it was beautiful. And then Benny messed it up. Do you remember that, Benny? Yeah, I do. Well, I sort of do. Oh, well, yeah, because uh, he, he forgot already. It was a month ago. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so what's he got? He's calling us? Matthew from London. Yes. Um, and he says, Dear Sir Tim, perhaps you've been knighted, actually. I could have been, yes. This is Matthew from the Camden Borough of London, England. I'm glad you and Q-Boy enjoyed my call from a while ago and that you appreciate my, my bass voice, which was absolutely not in any way digitally modified in post to sound more manly. Ooh, in post. In post. Post. Post, post, post production. Yeah, post Very nice. Uh, we, did say, we did say that uh, he had good pipes. Real good pipes. Yes. After you or your boy wonder Robin, <laughs> does that mean I'm your youthful ward? Well, I don't. I just I can only now. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm now just picturing yeah, you in the Robin costume, and it's just <laughs> nobody wants it. Maybe just yeah. the mask. Yeah, that or, or the codpiece. <laughs> wow. I'll take all the help I can well, get. Well, what, what is the French philosopher's name again? <laughs> Balzac. Balzac. Yeah. <laughs> After you or your boy wonder equated <laughs> Carnival with, according to Jim, I resolved to keep my essays and calls no more. Only your continued references to it occasion, occasion this reply. Oh, this oh is, very this, British. Yeah, this occasion this reply. Oh, you occasion this reply in post. I'm a sucker for an audience. Yes, we, he did a great job. But you erred, sir, in saying <laughs> that Carnival makes no sense. I don't deny that the creative team took some time to find their bearings. One only need compare the presence of the Cooch Fair Show family in the first two episodes to their role in the second season to verify this. But the overall plot and mythology of the show is perfectly intelligible if you examine on DVD. I have called this in, but in order to write me email in, in order to refer you to these Wikipedia pages on topic. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she he offers like several uh, links to Wikipedia. And please, no jokes about these two Wikipedia's articles' trustworthiness. They boast a combined 200 or so footnotes. I imagine, I admit that Carnival's aesthetic isn't for everyone. In its own way, however, the show is a masterpiece. And now for a question. 
Do you think Mick and Lieber would fall for my ridiculously artificially deepened voice as easily as you did? <laughs> Best regards, Matthew from London, as governmental publicity spells it. Wow. 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 There's a lot to get to there. But first, can I just say, just an awful, awful <laughs> British accent. You were all over the map. You were running across like every British character from, that you've ever run across. I think you ended it with like, it was like Snuddy Whiplash or something. Oh, I my ended God. with the flight, flight of the Concords. That yeah. was all the way to New Zealand. Yeah, that was. You were just like, yeah. wow, terrible. That's terrible. Tough. It's terrible a tough consistency. One, yeah, but you know, I love that somewhere. Another really lengthy message. So we have four podcasts this week because of this one. Yeah, but uh, I, I noticed that about ha- halfway through, you decided to go all all Brit. Yeah, no, yeah. I decided to go all Brit. Yeah, half, halfway through, <laughs> whatever. You sound like Helen, you sound like Helen Mirren for a second there. <laughs> oh, he tests all the famous Brits. No question. Oh, what was the I, question? I, I don't know what the question was. Whatever. All right. Yeah, let's open the door. But Manny's, Manny's he's unmanning the knobs. <laughs> we are, we're in a free fall. We're in descent here. It is so incredibly hot now. Wow. Jeez. This <laughs> is really. He's unmanning. We should have had a question girl in here. That would have spiced things up. Yeah, wow. Play some uh, strip podcast. <laughs> Where are we on the question girls, by the way? I don't know. Well, why don't you contact number okay. three? Number three, I think we're on. It's Gerlina. Oh, she used to come into town, right? Well, she's she's out of town. Maybe we can have her call. Oh, you know, we'll we'll go out. We'll who knows? We'll go off. Uh, we can do anybody. Let's get the number four. Yeah, yeah. number's closer. She doesn't. Uh, she's not in town. All right. How about Michael from San Anselmo, California, lovely Marin County, a little closer to home. Yes. Yeah, is this one shorter? This Very extremely short. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> right now, yeah. E is showing twenty-five hottest. Hollywood Cougars. <laughs> I thought you should know. Michael from San Anselmo. And that was at 8.13 on Tuesday last week. Ah, oh, Michael. Well, you know, ever vigilant TVTM listeners. Ever vigilant. What is it? 25 hottest Hollywood Cougars? Yes. That is on, on E. God, I love E. E is so great. Yeah. Uh, got, good. Got a lot of time to fill over You there. know, I got to search that one down, I guess. Hottest Hollywood Cougars. I'm telling you, Cougars are big right now. It's, it's the renaissance of Cougardom. <laughs> All right, are we going to go to some we, uh, calls now? Did, we just you, made, did you already divide the question? Well, we've, we've made fun of like two of our questions. They're never going to, these people sure are never going to email back. We just sure they will. Them. That's part of an interactive play we have with the audience. It's very new media. Come on. Okay. It's 2.0. All right, good. So uh, I think we have a wire call. Hi, Tim and Joe and Manny. This is Aaron from Burlingame or The Game, which is not as cool as The Moan, but you know, it's pretty cool. Anyway, my question is about the wire that was on tonight. Uh, I didn't want to spoil it. I am watching ahead on On Demand. This guy can't resist, but it's so sad because I know it's almost ending. My question without giving anything away is when Michael comes home and he's in a rush and Dookie and Bug are watching TV, are they watching Dexter? (laughs) And if so, what kind of comment is David Simon making by having an HBO show characters watching Dexter, let alone the fact that they're so young watching Dexter? But... I just thought that was really hilarious if that was true. And uh, in terms of Joe and his impressions, I would like to hear more uh, Omar and more uh, Polly Walnuts because I think you and Tim and Joe both do a great Polly Walnuts. So throw those in as much as possible. Anyway, thanks so much. I'll talk to you later. Hopefully hear this on the podcast. Hopefully a longer podcast, too. I don't like the short ones. Thank you. Bye. That's that's Aaron. Is that Aaron? Aaron got to go. <laughs> was that Aaron from uh, uh, Nice from the Omar. Game? Yeah, but it, I think that was Aaron from Twin Peaks. Or well, that's it, right. Yeah, maybe we have two Aaron listeners now. 
Ooh. Oh, cat fight. It's, uh, <laughs> maybe that could be on next week. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so she, uh, because of you working, allegedly, quote, I'm doing air quotes, you working last week, we weren't able to get Aaron's call on the air, but she was talking about episode nine and not the finale, where uh, Dookie and, and Bug were, uh, wa- they were indeed watching Dexter. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I, I did note that in my blog deconstruction, uh, and, and even uh, Dookie was actually laughing at Dexter, which is uh, uh, perhaps its own commentary. But yeah, I hadn't actually thought about like maybe is maybe is he saying, all right, you you got my order? Yeah, I'll I'll do a little promo for Showtime. But I think it's more like maybe that show is the macabre nature of it is uh, appealing to these kids. I don't know, I don't know, but. Um, it was a good. It was a good question. That's Mary. a very good question. And wow, good eagle eye on that. She's an eagle eye, and uh, so she wanted. Fr- but you know, and yet, listen, we can't let Aaron's question pass without commenting. She is one of an overwhelming chorus of people who do not like the double podcast. Have you seen any of the comments on the website? People yeah, hate it. They hate really it. Hate they're it. outraged, and they're taking it out on us. It's not we us. have nothing to do with it. We're, We're just are, pawns of the man. Exactly. We are just under the. Ma- it's just another example of the of the man putting us down. <laughs> I haven't heard your Polly Wallace in a long yeah, time. Well, yeah, it's Sopranos. You know, gone. it takes a little bit of. Uh, I had my Polly down for a long time, and then uh, I lost it. Yeah, it's it, you got to keep practicing. Yeah, it's like a bicycle. It's a it's a lot like uh, it's a That's lot not like, like a bicycle. Uh, I think it's the opposite of a bicycle. It's not like a bicycle. <laughs> it's, it's really not. By the way, thank you for the, I was going to let that go, but thank you for thank you for calling that back. It was like my Charlie from uh, Maisie. I ah. thought I had Charlie down, and then when I did it, I, I was a little disappointed. Have you gone back and studied uh, Charlie? I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. But I did, uh, I did uh, uh, talk to somebody whose name, uh, a friend of mine, met somebody who named their daughter Maisie after the character, which I think is awesome. And I said, can I go talk to Maisie as Charlie? That'd <laughs> 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 be so like great. She named her, their daughter They named Maisie? Their, Maisie, Ma- their daughter Maisie, which I love that name. That's a great name. I, I like Tallulah as do, well. Do you uh, do you know any kids who name their kid Dora? No way. <laughs> oh, by the way, I told my kids about your whole shouting thing. Yeah. After, they think that's hilarious. They go, oh, my God. So we, we spent like some time in the car recently just shouting like Dora. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a shouter, that Dora. But yeah, so anyway, that's, that's amazing. Anyway, so okay, so more impressions from you coming up. Hi, Tim. Question boy, Benny. This is Linda from the 919, also known as the Triangle, the area of North Carolina. Wow. Uh, I have a comment, question, some advice for you, and a request for advice from you. Here's my comment. The new SF gate that you were raving about, no, it doesn't work. It is not a good design. I'm really glad I have your blog bookmarked because I don't think I would ever find it again if I had to search from the beginning. Second, what does bring it mean? You, You know, you guys throw that out constantly. What does it really mean? Number three, I don't, this is my word of advice for you. I don't actually think you should keep talking about being unprepared and unplanned. <laughs> we know you're unprepared. <laughs> that's why we're call, that's why we're listening. So I think you should just talk about anything Question Boy throws out in your unprepared way and not be talking about how you're unprepared. It's just redundant. <laughs> Fourth, my request for advice from you. There's really not too much on television right now. Not too many series that are interesting. What should I go back and get on DVD? You know, I've watched Weeds, Sopranos, The Wire, Lost, all the things you've recommended that are sort of current. But what about some things I may have missed? Like, should I watch Six Feet Under from the beginning again? I had only watched the first two seasons. What about House? What about Deadwood? 
Do you have a top five list? I love the list, Tim. Do you have a top five list for DVDs from, say, five years ago we should listen to? Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Wow. I love Linda. I do, she's, too. Yeah, she's my, my new favorite caller. I, we do that every week. I, it, I, I love it. She's got a great voice. Good pipes. Yes. And, uh, a little she's, hot. Little, you think she was in the shorty robe? She's from the Triangle. Triangle is, Research Park. She's, she's probably a brainiac. Where, oh, even That's uh, North, love, North Carolina. Where's, what's 919? That's kind of uh, Raleigh, Durham, uh, North Carolina. God, another spot I haven't gone yes. to. You know what? Let's just, I got to travel. We'll do something from the road. Why don't we go there? Uh, yeah, she we, say it sounds like she'd be into. I would love to go to Linda's house. She's what? Wow, you're so easily turned. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the sexy voice thing. Well, she has uh, a number. She has four points here that I. <clears throat> I love that she 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 nailed us. We we are really not prepared, and and I I actually like the, the SF gate redesign. She doesn't. That's you know that's fine. But uh, bring it. She wants to know bring, what, bring, what bring it. it means. Bring it means like it's like a kind of a. Uh, it's a rallying call. It's like you want a little bit of this. Bring it. Let's just, just yeah. let's do it. Is yeah. what it says. Let's do it. Uh, so, but and then she has a great question because she's gone through some. Uh, there is not much that's great on right now. So what what to watch? Uh, Six Feet Under. Yeah, I, there was a couple of bad seasons. I think the third season was the season I didn't like, or maybe it was the fourth season. Uh, Deadwood definitely uh, get Deadwood and and stick with it because. It starts a little bit slow. Middle of season one, it just goes great in the total Shakespeare. Love it. God, I love that. Uh, and and uh, you know one of one of the great swear words of all time is used ten million times in there. Yes. Um, I believe that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, he's definitely going to cut that. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he did catch it. I think. Did he catch it? Yeah, he's like so going to sneak that in. So yeah, we can get that in. Um, and another one I think she should do, uh, not House, though. House, I wouldn't do that one at all. But Deadwood for sure. Um, and then also go back and do um, uh, Slings and Arrows. And I've talked about that before, but Slings and Arrows, you can get now. It's a full, you can Netflix it, but they've got the three seasons, six episodes each, and then a wrap-up uh, about behind the scenes at a Shakespeare theater It's in, in, um, in Canada. It's just fantastic. And... Uh, you know, you stick with it. It's uh, like a dramedy. Uh, it's really good. How about Rome? I ran into a Rome fan yesterday. Oh, she yeah. said she loves Rome. I love Rome. Yeah, I miss Rome uh, like more, more every day. And the more I talk about it, because you know Titus Pullo uh, and Lucius Verinus. I mean, just ah, uh, just this is great. I liked uh, Paratesticles. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you know, <laughs> we didn't even have that plan, and yet your inner sixth grade boy, it all, it all, you know what? It always comes out. And my wife, my wife always says that. If I say something juvenile, she says, "You've been talking to Joe." I know it's a bad rap for you, but that proves that it's not a bad rap. That's so good. And <laughs> he's uh, in keeping with the theme of uh, uh, the French philosopher Balzac. And yes, also our favorite philosopher. Yeah, and also the uh, that how <laughs> sweaty it is on this oh my pod God. cave. It's just like it's just running down our heart and thighs. <laughs> and uh, did we answer that question? Yes, we. Uh, yeah, yes, she we should, answered them all. She she should definitely do uh, Rome as well, and Deadwood and and uh, Slings and Arrows. And uh, Linda, call anytime. You were you were prepared and you were professional and you were awesome. We got a couple of more emails uh, on this one. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's no, that's <laughs> my cue, yes. Work. Yeah. Uh, well, well done. Dear, <laughs> Sir rusty. Tim, question boy. Benny of Knob Manning fame. This is wow. Steve from Roslyn, Virginia. 
The 703, the Washington, D.C. suburbs. Wow. Yes. Rosalind, Virginia. He's, yes. Has he called? Has he emailed before? We're not reading an old letter, I don't think. Uh, no. 703. Not, it's, it's within the month. That's, <laughs> that's good for us. That's good for us. Plus, Manny hasn't lost it. I try to follow the primary elections on television, but the options Ooh. and the nights of the results are just awful. CNN has their nifty touchscreen, but also has Larry King. MSNBC has Keith Olbermann, but also has Chris Matthews. Fox News would force me to pull a bullet through my screen. Is there a solution to this mess? Can voting results, can be, shows be at all informative, let alone entertaining? Or should I just refresh Daily Coast every couple of minutes? And how many times will the networks try to interview some campaign hack who is standing in a noisy gymnasium as everyone waits for the candidate to appear before the networks realize they're just wasting everyone's time? The last time I asked a question, you called me a show killer because my question involved math. I hope politics isn't likewise out of bounds. Steve, the former show killer from Roslyn, Virginia. So I was right that we did get a question from because yes, because Roslyn, yeah, well, Roslyn sounded familiar. You don't really hear that. Well, Roslyn is, a, I mean, he's probably surrounded by. He's, I bet you, he works in the game there. Yeah, in, he's. In the it's all politics. Well, this is in your wheelhouse. Do you want to answer that? Does he have an outlet other than? These I have cable been channels? going. Uh, does he have an outlet on television? Yeah. What, where I can was, he go? I've been sticking with um, uh, MSNBC. Really? Yes, I like Olbermann. I think he's he has a good mix. He makes it entertaining without right. too being too self important. He has some and some some really strong takes. Chris, Chris Matthews, you know, he just says whatever the hell comes into his mouth. Yeah, no filter. Uh, you know, it just, you know, no filter. What about like uh, uh, C-SPAN or uh, nah, not enough know, coverage? Don't, don't know. No. What I mean, about they, uh, they, they don't do anything. What about uh, uh, Lehrer on the News Hour? But they don't do like con- oh. really? Is it Snorfest? Yeah, really? Snorfest. I, I mean, like they don't, they don't do uh, a lot of you know they election don't do night coverage. In. Yeah, they don't yeah. do that, right? Yeah. No, they'd rather. Just but I have preferred. I've definitely. Have the dial set to MSNBC over CNN. Uh, wow. I go to CNN once in a while, but yeah, Larry King. It just seems like he's not prepared. He's not doing this. Oh, there's thing. a stunner. Larry I King. Know, he's I not know, prepared. I know. It's not. This not, just in. Barack Obama. We understand you're black. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois. You're on. See, I yeah, said noise. And, uh, that good. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it's a it's a short jog from uh, from Larry King to Regis. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you. I don't know what Aaron saw in, in some of those older impressions, but Regis, the world's angriest Regis, is my new favorite. Yeah. It really is. It's my new... I mean, I'm always going to love Walton. I'm always going to love Walton. But angry Regis is my favorite. Because, He's always angry. Yeah, because it, <laughs> when, I, when I listened to the podcast and you yelled Gelman, I was just... It was, it was pants wetting. It really was good. I'm sure, I'm sure Regis, Regis will come by. Now, I, uh, I just want you to know that I, I included this next message. I put it in the pile. And, um, you know, I think it's, you've earned it. You've earned it. So let's, uh, I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going right. to steal myself for it. Dear Tim, Joe, and Benny, with this primary season, I've, beco- I've kind of become a political junkie. Mm. I've been reading Joe's posts in the politics blog wow. oh, and his wow. articles on the campaign. And I just have to say, question boy, you truly know how to pick up a pen. The man can write. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the podcast. As a transcriptionist of lengthy documents, I listen to you guys during my spell checks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wendy from Alameda. Wendy, the meter. My, that's what we, uh, my buddy used to live there called the meter. Or the, the island. Or the island. Let me, yeah. let me I'm going to do you Look there. at let that. That is, uh, uh, that, I'm gonna, I'm, I know that was painful for you. It was. You know what? I'm going to do the honors because I, you shouldn't have to read it. I'm just going to, I'm going to go back over the salient points of this message. 
All right. Uh, I've kind of become a political... I've been reading Joe's posts in the politics blog. Oh, my God. Whew. Really? Politics blog's got some numbers. I know. They got your picture up there yeah. and everything. Someone said uh, sent me something in. They said the picture they put up there, which is uh, unbeknownst to me, looks like I'm the host of a children's uh, puppet show. Really? Because yeah, there's like a little donkey and an elephant right below there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, and a lot more hair, so I'm very appreciative of it. Yeah, it was yeah. about uh, 10 years ago. It was, it was the first day, my first day of the Chronicle. That <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of old robes yeah. on that one. <laughs> I've been reading Joe's posts in the politics blog and his articles on the campaign, and I just have to say, question boy, you truly know how to pick up a pen. The man can write. <sighs> that was painful for me yeah, to do. That's, that's, but you know, you, ha- you, you know, you, now you know, you feel my pain. I now, feel all your the, pain. All the nice things that people say the, about you. The posi- I, it really hurts me to say positive things about you. So 42 podcasts, and I have one, 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 one nice thing. One nice thing. Yeah. Although I think somebody before said she liked your sound of your voice. Really? Some people like your impressions. You know, it's not all hate. No. Huh. A little love out there. A little bit of love for you. I don't know why, but, you know, <laughs> there it is. It's a silent minority, as uh, a silent majority, as uh, former President Nixon would refer to these, the people who supported him. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and you know when you're going to Nixon for... For an analogy, you're, you're really, <laughs> wow. you're dead. It's reaching. But it, it just shows you what a policy wonk you are, Nixon. All right. Well, let's just say we have so much more coming off on, on episode 43, uh, which would be who? Troy Palomalo, yeah. the soon-to-be Hall of Famer. So two, we had, uh, uh, two back-to-back. We will have two back-to-back uh, defensive backs. But that wraps up our uh, episode 42 of Tim Goodman's TV Pot. Oh. For God's sake, TV what, what is this thing machine? called? <laughs> 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 TV pot machine. Uh, what is this thing called? Tim, what is it called? TV Goodman's TV let's, talk let's just change machine. It. Let's change it. I'll make it something else. Make it TV Goodman. TV Goodman. Oh, for God's sake. This is, I think, <laughs> you know what? 43 is going to have to be a whole lot better. Man, we're collab- You know what started it? It's your Nixon thing. Oh, boy. You're Nixon. You put and bring Nixon out, and no one cares about Nixon. You killed us. You know what it was? We also started off with two really long questions. Yeah. <sighs> new show killers. You know, new, <laughs> you know what? We, you actually were the show killer on this one. Uh, but that's going to... You want to give the number? Or do you just want to <laughs> just drink that while we're talking? It's so unprofessional. 1-888-SFC-TVTM. Yeah, way to go. A lot, a lot of enthusiasm in that. Way to just throw it off. Yes! <laughs> yes! All right, so uh, that's it. That wraps up 42, and uh, we'll see you back here on Thursday for the 43rd Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine Podcast.